This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. Uh, with me, as always, Kristen Studdard. That's me. Hi, Kristen. I was just thinking about how you say, as always, that I have always been here. We've never done an episode where without, without one, one or the us. other. Yeah, of course. It would be wild if I hosted an episode. It would be crazy. <laughs> I mean, it would be truly... What? Okay. What hey, if it? you want it... Write us. Tell us. Venmo us. And <laughs> Venmo then us. We'll give let, you a little, little Let the people bonus. know if you want Kristen to host alone. Good Lord. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, we've got a great guest with us here today. Very excited to have him. Acclaimed TV director. Hell shows yeah. like Supernatural, shows like Arrow, a show coming out soon called Blood and Treasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, very excited to have him, Guy Norman B. Hey, thanks for having me. And by the way, you can Venmo me money, and, and I'll get rid of both these guys. And yeah. I'll host it by myself. There wow. you go. Just kidding. I wouldn't know what to do. He's coming in hot. There's no. a whole board of knobs I would have no idea what to no. do. Oh, the, me neither. The, I did used to be the audio engineer, but I have relinquished power <laughs> totally. The nope. truth is I don't really know what these knobs are doing either. So nope. you be, Yeah, you would yeah. just be as qualified as me <laughs> to do this. I'm positive. Uh, but yeah, thank you for joining us, Guy. You know, I... Uh, we had never met before, but we follow each other on Twitter, and right. you go so far as to mention your love of rock and roll in your Twitter bio. Is that yeah. how you? Is that how you scouted him? Yeah, I was. I was just kind of looking around, like, oh, who would be good? And I was like, did you put in search rock and roll? <laughs> I should have <laughs> fanboy uh, class slash. Yeah, so you love rock and roll enough to put it up to say, like, hey, this is part of who I am. Was what does it incorrect? say? Interests yeah, directing. Guess. Comedy. <laughs> Twitter doesn't have interests. It's <laughs> no, not a dating website. No, but I mean, like, it would say, like, sometimes people put their slashes, you know, like things that they like. Rock and roll slash cinema fanatic. Hell yeah, yeah that's see? Up there. Yeah, because, I mean, if there's anything that, that I can talk ad nauseum about, uh, you know, I'm not a huge, like, details, like, I don't know where everybody, you know, what year every musician was born and all that stuff, or, you know, like, what, what college they went to, just kidding. But, you know, I do like, I do know some history, and I, you know, it used to be kind of like an embarrassment, like a... Guilty pleasure. Yeah, guilty like a guilty pleasure. pleasure. Exactly. Yeah, no, and, I know. And, and, and even with heavy metal, and now, I mean, I just turned 55, and I, I like heavy metal as much as I did you know from the time i was 12 13 14 buying kiss and you know deep purple records i mean sure there's you expand and you you appreciate other types of music as you get older but um there is something about like the music that you loved when you were 12 yeah. like that's that stays with you i think i've never outgrown it it really does although i think 
Yeah, I guess it, I feel like I think I had like Green Day Dookie when yeah. I was 12. And mm-hmm. I mean, that album still kicks ass. And, and still, I'm 100% and right up. about that. It's still <laughs> like it will register with you emotionally. Yes. Like it, it, it clicks something. It switches something uh, when you hear it. And yeah. it's you almost feel like a fucking rube because you're like, oh, this, this is just firing off synapses that makes my brain yeah. uh, attracted to. We just to... like this neural pathway. We yeah. just love it. Ooh, uh-huh. we've been down this path before, <laughs> honey. Your well, brain is like, yeah. Yeah, right, but we try to intellectualize it like, oh no, but you see what I am drawn to, and there is <laughs> often that, but it, mostly it's just like what I want to be drawn a kid to again. Is yeah. how Billy Joe has kind of got a bit of a. Um, it sounds like he's British, even though he's not. Yeah, it's a real dense, <laughs> yeah. layered. But you're you're right. It's like you you try and rationalize it, and you go, no, I just like loud, fast guitars, and and and, and I'm also a guitar player, so I appreciate good musicianship. So. I can listen to, you know, Brad Paisley will come on the radio and I'll go, whoa, 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 let me, I want to hear this. I know I'm not a country fan by any stretch, but I really appreciate what a great musician he is. Right. You can, you can tell the craft is there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Well, it's also interesting that you say, you know, it used to be like a guilty pleasure that you like, that you liked rock and roll to the extent that you did or that yeah. you, you know, and our boy Joe over here like has made a podcast out of what used to be his secret shame. Yeah. His guilty pleasure is now the it's, world. It's true. Uh, I mean, entertainment. I, I grew up uh, and it's, it was, it's not, it's never a cool thing. I think to like the rock and roll hall of fame. I think I'll, I'll say that, uh, you know, I will agree. It's it good. is so embarrassing and mortifying to say the name <laughs> of our podcast to people and tell people. I tell people often, like in person, I'll be like, "Well, you know, I have a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame," and they'll be like, "What?" That's a good one. The ha, first ha, thing ha. they say is yeah, "What," right. and the second one they say is "Why?" why. Yeah, what and why? And then I have to like explain. I'm like, "No, it's really fun and cool. You should actually give it a listen. You'd probably enjoy it." But then I'm also like, "I understand." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, I, Guy, I'm curious, as someone who uh, likes music and, and this type of music, what your relationship is with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, you know, and if you want me to, I can dig up old tweets where you talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Oh, dude, really? Gosh. That's cool. No, I mean, it, it's funny because um, it always rubbed me the wrong way because, you know, they, they would go, okay, the new, the new inductees, I don't know what year this was, but like, is Eric B. and Rakim? And I'm like, well, they're rap. That's not really rock and roll. We've got a raucous, everyone. Well, We've but, see, but, but, but I don't feel that way anymore because it's rock and roll. I mean, I guess maybe as I get older, it's all about an attitude and, you know, it's a rebellion. It's like Absolutely. your parents aren't supposed to like it. Um, so to to fans of rap, I'm not one of them. The same with country. I'm not necessarily a fan of those those genres. Um, to those fans, that's rock and roll to them. Um, and then they, you know, but they do throw in the Deep Purples and the and uh, you know the bands that that I consider rock and roll uh, and that deserve it. I mean, the last one was De- the Def Leppard and the Zombies, and I'm a massive fan of both of those. I mean, mostly early Def Leppard, the first couple records. I mm-hmm. high and dry era. High and Dry and, and On Through the Night are, to me, masterpieces. Those guys were like teenagers when they did them. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, they were teenagers when, like, Pyromania, like, they were, like, yeah. I mean, they started so young that <laughs> yeah. even by the time they were, like, veterans in the industry, they were still young as hell. Yeah. And uh, and the Zombies, I've always been uh, a fan of. I mean, they're, they're hits, obviously, but they have a, a whole record called Odyssey and Oracle. Uh, yeah, that's their big. Which is fucking yeah. genius. Yeah. It stands up with any concept album ever. I mean, there's a couple songs on there that are just, you know... 
uh, Carousel 44. Mm-hmm. Um, this we are yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, they're genius, brilliant. But there's a lot of piano, and I mean, they were a more of a keyboard oriented. They're a keyboard. Yeah, Rod, Rod Argent. Argent. Yeah, there you go. Good. Rod Argent. Rod I Argent. still got it. Hold <laughs> your head up. He had a solo career. But my point is, I Wait, guess that Rod Argent is hold your head up. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's by a band called Argent. Argent. Argent? Yeah. Hold your head up. So I, I, I kind of like what their attitude is in the last few years where who else rushed Cheap Trick. I mean, they, they put in bands that I appreciate and I would consider quote-unquote rock and roll, but they also kind of cover the basis. And then also I think the the um, idea of, of like Stevie Nicks got in as a solo artist recently, right? Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool that they recognized her as, you know, not just in Fleetwood Mac. And then the the HBO show, the performances are stunning. So, so do you watch the whole the whole show? I try to. I fast forward through some through, stuff. Through yeah. some stuff. I think that's reasonable. Oh, very. <laughs> I mean, we saw it live. We were at the induction this oh, last nice. year yeah, in we New York. So we saw mm. oh. Zombies, Stevie Nicks, um, Cure. The Cure, and uh, um, Def Leppard all perform oh, and cool. it was very cool but it was long and then yeah. the ceremony that they put on that they and they cut it it was how long five so hours the ceremony itself was probably around five hours and then wow. what they put out is close to three yeah and so even then even then it's yeah. still very long i can't remember it's... who i fast forwarded through i was never a fan of the cure but i i was i was ooh, i appreciate well i appreciated their hits yeah so I that th- was cool to see i think that the the hall i mean this last year they did a really well-rounded yeah. class they had a really well-rounded mm-hmm. class i, agree. I Agree. Uh, I, I mean, like you're echoing a lot of the sentiments that we talk about on the show a lot, which is like that rap is now counterculture, that like rock used to be counterculture. Yeah. And now because it is the music of our parents' generation, yeah. it's like not counterculture. Mm-hmm. Rock and roll is what your parents listen yeah. to. So rap is how you can rebel against that your parents. That has the attitude has of rock. The attitude of the rock and roll. Yeah. And so that like that we're we're kind of like headed in that direction. And that's kind of the hall is reflecting that. But there's also still this reverence, you know, for like 60s and 70s yeah. rock bands in yeah. particular. Well, they did a thing recently in the last couple of years where it, uh, they don't call it that, but they kind of um, they'll induct like a, a, a one hit wonder. Singles. Uh-huh, the singles. singles. I think that's brilliant because uh, some of my favorite songs in the world and of course they rehash them now on commercials like... Um, Born to be wild, or uh, uh, ho ho ho, prosantic, or whatever. You know, they take a they take one of my favorite like one hit wonder songs and they turn it into like Lipitor, you know, cholesterol medicine. But I appreciate the fact that holy shit, that's Pilot, or you know, that's yeah. you're blown it all sky high by Jigsaw. I mean, that, I mean, you know, I'm older than you guys, they so have fucked up the singles category in <laughs> yeah. such a major way. We're this not happy year. with. It. Oh really? It's oh, not good. Good, good. It's good. very bad, guy. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> well, the first year it was very it. good. It was a good idea, and now I think it's dead. They didn't even broadcast it this year. They it did not oh, okay. include it in the broadcast. That's like yeah, that's like and the is Oscars it trying on to. The site? Yeah. It's like the creative arts rock yeah. roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do it, it the night the before. Site? Is the singles category I don't on even the know site if it anymore? Made it, if it made it to the to the site. I, I mean, it was such a colossal fuck up, especially in Joe's mind. I'm, <laughs> I'm more influenced by like how much he hated it. Like I was like, this is bullshit. But Joe was like, this is bullshit. 
<laughs> this is fucking like, bullshit. It really was. Because I, I agree with you that I think we both agree that the yeah. idea of the category cool. is great. It's so cool. It's a way to honor. Because sometimes songs, sometimes songs and not necessarily artists. Yeah. Right. It and was that a moment first, in time. That yeah. first year, they I, they kind of nailed it. It was like The Twist by Chevy Checker and Louie Louie by The Kingsman uh, and R- Rumble by Link Ray and you know all these songs yeah. that maybe are more important as singles than necessarily the artist's long career. Yeah. Um, They're not Hall of Fame bands, but yeah. the songs, but the songs are. definitely are. And then and the then the, this the second year, year they, I mean, part of it. it part of it was that this category is for artists that aren't in already, yeah. right? Yeah. And they threw an Isley Brothers song in there. And like I love the Isley Brothers, but they've been in forever. Yeah. So wh- why even acknowledge why this? Why do this? And it was it felt the pretty song clear. is already in by yeah. via the, the Isley artist. Brothers. Yeah. Like that right. means the song is in. Was it you've lost that? Lo- no, lo- it was, was it? Uh, it was Twist and Shout. Twist and Shout. And then what were those other ones that got in this year? They put in Maybe by the Chantels. They put in Tequila by the Champs. Fucking Tequila. Uh, Glenn Campbell. Right. Glenn Campbell on guitar. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, Glenn Campbell's one of those guys where you're like, oh, he played on everything. Yeah. All the monkey stuff. Yeah, Yeah. monkeys. They did Gloria, but not by them. They did it by Shadows of the Night, which is bizarre to me. Because that's a Van Morrison original. When he was with them, which that is to me the definitive. I think to most people the definitive version. That's weird. Van Morrison is in, and (laughs) Gloria is not that. Like, um, I mean, it's a good song, but that's not the most important single. It felt like it was Little Stevens. Little just putting Stevens in his jukebox being like, hey. Yeah. It didn't feel like he really had any input from anybody else. It yeah. was infuriating, and his speech was long and stupid. <laughs> and it, it, <laughs> really it took dumb. up valuable real estate in yeah. a show that was already very long. Yes, right. and Joe was so mad. <laughs> his fuming guy screamed, have, this is bullshit. He did. <laughs> and then you have tweeted about it since, where it was mm-hmm. like, you tweeted, because I didn't tweet from of course, our account. Of course not. <laughs> it was like, oh, me, no. I'm just up at 2 a.m. thinking about how much I hate the singles category. Yeah, that was like a few weeks ago, right? I was just like, God, I, I, and it was true. I was just awake in my bed, like, I fucking hate that singles category. Well, and because it was such a wasted opportunity to to put in, to like honor bands that aren't going to get in. We did, give them, we, we did, did a, a draft, draft of our predictions, and right. we, I think, came up with way better choices. Yeah. Uh, and it was Me just. Me especially. Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I mean, I think, I, and, and I think, because there are these great songs, The Spiral Staircase or Lighthouse. One fine morning. Bands that are never they're the, ne- the, the oh yeah because I, mean, I I mean I, you, you can't even remember them. I thank God I have you know my serious seventies on seven comes up and it gives you the name you of the artist. Look and see, and yeah. you go, oh man, I love that na 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 kiss you know kiss him goodbye. Yeah, mm-hmm. that by Steam or something. Na, na, na. One-hit wonder band names are often very fun. <laughs> I think, and I think it's because all band names are kind of crazy. But when you get to hear them over and over again, you get used to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like Def Leppard's kind of an insane. Name. Yeah, that's a crazy name. But yeah. we've we've heard it so many times. It's just been normalized. It's saturated the culture. Yeah. But then you, you hear a, a band and you're like, Dexy's Midnight Runners. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is that about? 
<laughs> Crash test dummies. Yeah, right? It always... <laughs> Once there was this kid who... That should be in there. No, that's a one-hit wonder. That's more of the music video, I think, too. Was That's the Canadian rock hall Yeah. Oh, are they Canadian? I think so. Yeah, they seem it. Don't they seem Canadian? Sometimes you get a vibe from people and you're like, this is Canadian. No shade, but that is some Canadian shit right there. No, because I... But it's funny you say that. I work up in Canada a lot, Vancouver, and you know sometimes Toronto, Montreal. The biggest music fans on the planet... I mm-hmm. mean, it seems like everybody's a huge rock and roll fan. The, every sound department—I guess this is industry-wide. Yeah, every I'm like sound, sound mixer. Oh wow, sound guys like music. <laughs> yeah, oh, every sound mixer. Mm, so Canadian. <laughs> well, no, that's universal. <laughs> but I guess I think as a, as a as a, na- a nation, they're a huge music fan. A lot of musicians. Yeah, I mean, Canada I, is yeah, pretty sweet. They're, they're, Sorry, they're, I said that about the crash. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. This also blew my mind. Like the first time I worked in Vancouver, I worked. Like, I wore like a Rush T-shirt, and they're like, "Oh God, Rush." I'm like, yeah, I mean, those are like the national, they're like gods and legends to you guys. Oh, we hate Rush. Oh, not, wow. not every, not ah. every Canadian, but they're like sort of like they've been crammed down their throat for been so overplayed. Years. Yeah. They're not. That was their uptown funk, you know? <laughs> 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 you're like, the, that was their moves like Jagger, like the, the song that just got played too much. Uh-huh. Yeah. You got to, what do you got to wear in Canada to, to show you're cool? Wear a Kim Mitchell shirt? New maybe? Go for soda. Good one. You're right. Kim, Kim Mitchell has a song called Might As Well Go For A Soda. What is that? Which it's, he, it's, he's just talking about how he. Oh, song. this is a man named Kim. Kim yeah. Mitchell. Yeah, that's a very. He's a big Canadian, DJ now, like oh. huge. Like that's he's like the biggest radio show in Toronto, I think. All these years later. Let's go. I might as well go for a soda. Wait, can I guess what this song is about? Okay, <laughs> so, it's pretty cryptic. I think what it is is like he is okay. Oh, his life is falling apart. Everything is bad. His girl left him. He has no job. He might as well go for a soda. No, I think it's more like I mean, because the the or lines. Like, after I'm so that, bored. I might as well go for a soda. It's uh, kind of a sober anthem. The, yeah, might as well a, go for a soda. I believe the next line is nobody gets hurt. It, it is sort of a little on and the nose cries. In, in that. Yeah, could you pull nobody the Nobody gets hurt and, and nobody cries if you I go think for a that's soda. It. Yeah, it's <laughs> as an alternative to getting hammered. Yeah. Right. Oh, I mean, now I'm on. Now I'm like, I'm into it. I think that's a really so, uh, Canadian sober anthem. Mm-hmm. Might as well go for a soda. Also, to call it a soda. Beautiful. Cute. I love. Guy. So yeah. you watch all the induction ceremony? Do you watch every year? Do you like? Do you pay attention to who gets nominated? I mean, I know you know. If I know that there's bands that I mean, I definitely wanted to see the Zombies, um, uh, the Cars recently. I wanted to see, and a little bit of it is kind of sad because these guys that you know we grew up, yeah, you know, they're not kids anymore, and it's it, they're almost some of them are almost re- unrecognizable. Case in point, the Moody Blues. Yeah, it's a little sad. Um, God, there was a drum. I think the drummer for the cars looked cooler now than he did when he was younger, but he's, it's definitely, he, he's, yeah. he's, you know, in his late sixties, early seventies. Well, and drumming is unforgiving. Drumming is an unforgiving. Yeah. It is, it <laughs> Drums is are an unforgiving instrument. Difficult to be an old drummer. Yeah. He looks good though, Yeah, but I didn't recognize him from his days, you know, on the whatever album cover or the back of the album. And now have you been following the hall? Like, for a long time, do you? Do you yeah. remember when the Hall of Fame started? No, it's just kind of. Uh, I know it's Jan Wenner, Rolling Stone. Yeah. Um, no, it's funny. I'm a big Howard Stern fan, so every year he does, you know, hours on, you know, 
good and bad about the the upcoming class of oh Stern's um, is Stern an influencer at all? No, Stern's more of a shit just a commentator. Yeah, but I think Gary Delabate and even like John Hine, I think they have a, a vote, and I know they go every year. And then Howard, you know, he's he's a, a legendary you know Le Miserable about going you know, flying places. And they, uh, John Bon Jovi wanted him yeah, to induct him, so he had to fly all the way to, to Cleveland. Cleveland. It was like it he was, was pretty hours. Yeah, it was hours and hours. Now, if that's shtick or not, I don't know. But they I mean, went first. He went first because right? he wanted to go to he bed. Could go he home. To go, to bed. <laughs> go back yeah. to the hotel while Beth stayed there, his wife, and hung out. That's yeah. I mean, that, that is, and I believe it because why would you not put Bon Jovi at the end of that ceremony? Yeah, yeah. and instead they opened it. Yeah. like when they cut it together. I guess they, yeah. they did bon, put Jovi bon Jovi was the last yeah. at the when they cut it together, but at on the night. Yeah, so. With so every year I, I, I you know I get a dose of it and then I'm really looking forward to the HBO version and mm-hmm. then um, there's a there's another radio host uh, Eddie Trunk who's a, a, a legendary like yes. like rockist you know like we like, brought him up and you were like he sounds fake Squeak. Eddie Trunk he's, he's a very much like what is hip hop doing on the ballot he's a metal oh. guy yeah. is uh, this and that and it's not this and it gets it very white, upset. It is men. Yeah. It is guitar. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, look, because I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know if it's called considered being a rockist, but I'm a purist in that I like I like musicians to play their instruments, and so that's why maybe my my year you know years of not considering rap because it's all sort of and or even electronica Samples, mm-hmm. but at the same time if it, if the kid if it moves your feet I mean if the kids like it if if whatever I moved moved my feet 40 years ago when I was you know in my when I was a teenager who cares what somebody older or anybody else has to if you like it you like it and you're mm-hmm. going to like it no matter if somebody's uh, uh, endorses it or not yeah well, you, you I, can't I, invalidate that no oh, yeah, was yeah. he part of the big anti-disco uh, Eddie Trunk Eddie Trunk he was not around during around. that time but what, I'm sure what he station doesn't love is it he on? well he's, he used to have a show called That Metal Show which uh, he's now on Sirius. Yeah, he's got his own like podcasts and stuff. I mean, you, they're they're very popular. What's, what's and it used to be a TV show? Yeah, uh, like a VH1 classic. What's uh, it called? The, the the metal show. That that metal show. That was metal was show. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was cool because he had guests on, you know, and it was it was mostly metal, lots, you know, and, and hard rock. Um, so Ricky he, Rackman was he around? <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked He's if he a showed VJ up. Every from, once in a while. He was like the Head metal ba- VJ. Headbangers Ball. Yeah. yeah, he was like the metal VJ from when I was. Well, yeah, well, I used Ricky to go. Rackman. I used to go to the Cat House. What you know, which was one of the uh, bars that he. God, this is. I mean, I met some incredible people back then. Because you'd be standing in line, or you'd go inside, and like because Ricky was friends with all these rock. I mean, I hung out. I bought a drink for uh, Steve Jones. Jonesy himself. Yeah, because I was like, holy shit, Steve that's, Jones that's of fucking, Jones Soda. Of Jonesy's, <laughs> of Jones yeah, right. Beach. Might as well go get a go get, get a Jones, Jones soda. soda. Uh, we've talked about Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols, who does that radio show. Oh yes, the one that's wild. Yes, yeah. Yes. yeah, and then and then all and it's <laughs> funny. All these years later, like yeah. about six or seven years ago, um, I don't know how it happened, but I was working. I was doing a lot of episodes of Criminal Minds, mm-hmm. and one, I, I don't know if it was Matthew Goobler. Somebody got invited. He had a, a radio show called Jonesy's Jukebox Jury, where he would bring. It was like not a podcast, but it was he would bring people in they play songs and everybody would vote on it vote so, on is this a good song is this a or good is song? this a song yeah, <laughs> is, is this, this a song? even a song would we qualify this but what was funny is uh matthew got invited and he said yeah just invite some cast members down so uh so joe Montagna became part of it um 
Padgett Brewster, who's who's hilarious and great and sweet. And then he reached out to me, and I said, "Look, I'm nobody. Nobody cares about my opinions." He goes, "Yeah, but you're a rock and roll fan." And and we I read go, your Twitter bio. <laughs> okay, we know. And, and it's Steve Jones. And I said, "Look, it'd be great. I met him years ago, and uh, you know, I'll remind him of that." And so Jonesy kept like, whenever we took a commercial break, he'd go, "Oh yeah, it was a great days, mate. Got like, a lot of birds back then." <laughs> and so he wanted to talk more about that than he did about anything. It was like I a bet. little embarrassing. I'm like, "That's Joe Montana. He's a Tony Award winner. Talk to him." <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, they just play songs and you're like this one kicks the I most think, ass. I think they play n- new songs by new bands yeah. to see if it should go in the rotation. Yeah. Right? Oh. Yeah but w- and the ironic part is we just sat and talked about pop culture the whole time. We never got to one song. Really got around to it. Oh. Which was great. Okay. It was really fun. Yeah. And then I had a couple friends that who, who were you know were listening we were listening listening live and they contacted me and they dude that was so that was so cool I mean you were hanging out with Jonesy that was so cool so that was a lot of fun but yeah I mean it, it's uh going back to the the cat house of Ricky Rackman is you know I, I'd walk in and, and I would recognize these like legendary heavy metal people who were you know either in town recording or getting ready for a tour I mean you know they used to all rehearse here before they go out on the road and so it was, it was good 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 times it's a good uh, time to be in Los Angeles yeah, yeah exciting um, I, if, I, you're, if you're a headbanger, baby, that's you, the if time. You, if you bang your head, for sure. So you brought it. You're bringing in Thin Lizzy into the, sh- yeah. the show here today. And I'm curious about what that band means to you. It's, it's interesting because they, they're one of those bands that if I'm just sitting at my desk that I can always go to their catalog, depending no matter what I'm doing, just for music in the background. And I, I always, it's one of my go-to bands, always has been. I, I, I pre- always appreciated how stripped down they were. Not a one-hit wonder. Many, many mm-hmm. you know, hits, maybe not as huge as Boys Are Back in Town, but to to rock and roll fans, they there's like a dozen songs that are all like you know great, and just I, I mean I think it, part of bringing it here is that they've influenced so many other bands and so many other bands that have gone on to amazing careers state them as one of their main influences for sure um not they, they have a cool name too thin lizzie like thin- that's a fucking that's a name that if they were a one-hit wonder we, we would maybe be like what? Fun, thin yeah. Lizzie. Yeah. but that i wouldn't even because it's like a it, there's something very kick-ass about that name mm-hmm. like those two words together it just sounds like hell yeah, yeah dude yeah because yeah, because originally the this there's a car I don't know how old it was, the 40s or 50s, and the nickname for the certain make and model of car was the Tin Lizzy. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then because they, they knew the Irish would always pronounce it Tin, they they just put the H in. But then I've read recently that, that there was a uh, comic book called Bino, Bino yeah. and they got the name from... The, Wait, it was Bino? A, Bino? There was like a British comic book. God, it had to I be. I'm Clapton. like, Jesus Christ, like, what the hell is Bino? That's yeah, like, it that's like anti-gas medicine. It is, it is. is truly an anti-gas the US, medicine. It is. Is uh, but on the cover of a Yardbirds album, I think, or maybe it's the Bluesbreakers, uh, Clapton is reading an yeah. issue of Bino. Now, is this is a funny comic? This is like a yeah. ha-ha comic. Yeah, yeah. Bino is not a superhero. Correct. He's not. I think he's he, like he, Fart Bino Man. Bino is like, <laughs> Bino's Fart Man. Is he, is he Mr. <laughs> is he, is he like he's, Mr. Bino? He's. A, I think I would get. You know, I don't know much about Bino. If anything, uh, I assume Bino's like a little boy who goes on adventures. Little, that could be, oh, he's a little boy. That could be fully incorrect. <laughs> oh my yeah, God, but I'm just. Will tell us. Um, but there's a char- there's a robot character in yeah. Bino named Tin Lizzie. F- female Tin robot. Lizzie. Female robot called named Tin Lizzie. And uh, yeah, it's it's always been one of my favorite names for a band. But I don't know there was just something uh, I- interesting about that band. You know that that they sort of all the iterations that they went through the classic is when Brian Robertson and Scott Gorham were the two you know that played the twin twin guitar solos and Scott Gorham it's always funny because they're like the pride of Dublin Ireland the greatest Irish Mm -hmm. band I guess until you two 
and that's even debatable. Wow, but here's me learning their <laughs> Irish in oh, a moment, Very. people. Witness, you are hearing. <laughs> You're hearing my information knowledge. being absorbed. It is happening. But the uh, the guitar but player, Scott, one of the guitar players, Scott's from Glendale. Yeah, he's, like, he's an American. He's like from four miles up the road here. That's really funny. And like you know, like, I, and I was like, how did that all shake out? Because Glendale does sound like it yeah, could Glendale be Glendale could be Irish. Glendale. I'm yeah. from up in Glendale, like yeah, but we had two ends. Yeah, right. Yeah. That would be two ends. Uh, yeah. It is. So, have, did you ever get to see them? I didn't. I saw them. Uh, yeah, I saw them in in Vancouver years later, where you know, obviously Phil died in in the eighties, but I saw them in the nineties, maybe the early two thousands. They were great. I mean, it was still Scott Scott Gorham playing on guitar, and it was um, Brian Downey on drums, the original drummer, and then John Sykes, who mm-hmm. eventually became one of their guitar players. Um, he was. Did the, they have an internet contest to find their new singer? No, <laughs> this was maybe even pre uh, pre internet like YouTube. I this would have been two two thousand four, two thousand five. Okay, okay. still could have done it, but um, could have a I don't know a fax in contest. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you do in two thousand four? I mean, you could dial up. No, but John Sykes sang lead, voicemail. and he was he was good. And mm-hmm. then they had a bass player, you know, a, a, a guy a rented. A uh, a sideman bass. Just call him a rental bass. I kind of started to go there. Didn't yeah. I? He had a rental basis. Yeah. He was a guy who was you know like you know seven years old when the first album came out. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, and they were good. It was fun, and and um, it was one of those things where you know where my hotel was was you know, three blocks away. I said, I, you know, I I got come on, Thin Lizzy's playing, and I knew I knew it wasn't you know obviously. The, the, the classic mark, but it was still pretty great to go. Mm-hmm. And then and then on the same bill was Deep Purple. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That's pretty good. Yeah, was, but that, that's also, there's a little, was Blackmore with them? No, but Steve Morse, though. Okay, yeah, he's amazing good. But it does player. feel, it's that thing of like, is it Thin Lizzy without Phil Lynott? Nah. Is it Deep Purple without Richie Blackmore? Nah. It's, yeah, it's that's the part of the hangout with some of these bands yeah. nowadays is that you can't, if you're missing an essential it, yeah. Yeah, member, you know, yeah. there's still, you know, members of okay. both bands that you would want to see. But. Yeah. So just Queen. real quick, let me, let me make sure I understand some things about Thin Lizzy. Um, their <laughs> singer died? Correct. Yeah. Okay. 37 years old, I think. Okay, how do we know how that happened? It was organ failure from drug, yeah, drug years, use over a Years long. of abuse, yeah. Okay, okay. And then... Um, the the singer from Deep Purple, what happened to him? Well, the guitar player, they just broke up. Yeah, oh, okay. He started like, his own thing, Rainbow, yeah, and, a band called Rainbow. Uh, but Richie Blackmore was the guitar player who came up with all those like bum, riffs. Bum, bum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so he was the guitar player. All right, cool. But the cool thing about Deep Purple was, I think it was four out of the five. No, it was four, th- th- three because they had a they had a keyboard player named Don Airy who's great played mm-hmm. on like a ton of like rainbow and dio and all that stuff but it was ian gillen ian pace and roger and glover Ro- uh probably the yes bass player. Yeah. yeah so it's three out of the five not a run of bass okay no, no. He is, og uh, bass all right he's not he's not og but he is kind of classic lineup. okay because yeah. deep purple as you know as you kind of know mm. went through different periods like the hush period oh of yeah deep that's right yeah, deep they were purple hippies. was hush it's like a completely different i forgot even I mean, it's i've a been lot listening to hush a lot lately since we watched that ceremony where they were inducted right it's we also in that. once upon a time in hollywood yeah. that might be why you No, i was listening to it because of when we watched that when we watched when I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood I that was Ramblin' Gamblin' Man has come back into, into my life rotation. in a major way it's like right. number three on my playlist right now 
Uh, but so what we do on this podcast, guy, it's difficult yeah. to be objective about music, right? And that's what I think frustrates people about the Hall of Fame, yeah. right? How can you say a band is worthy or they're not worthy when, you know, it, how can you invalidate someone's joy, exactly. et cetera? Well, I've come to learn that over the years that, yeah, exactly what we talk about. Just because it's not for me doesn't mean it's not considered rock and roll. or Yeah, or that it's not worthy or yeah, whatever. Or like also it's really hard sometimes to be like, I respect that you like a thing. And yet I don't know that it is uh, Hall of Fame worthy, right. which yeah. is like, that's also like a Or really, the opposite. Or the opposite like of this, like, I don't like this thing, but I do believe they, that it is Hall of Fame worthy. They, yeah. they clearly have merit. So in an yeah. attempt to be objective, right. uh, which is, you know, maybe a fool's errand, <laughs> I have put together a list of categories that I think if a band or artist does well, uh -huh. they have a decent case for induction. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break and then when we come back, we're going to see how Thin Lizzy stacks up. Okay. We'll be right back. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We hope you had a nice break. Uh, over your break, um, we hope. I hope that you uh, had a really fond memory uh, from, uh, from your childhood. Okay. <laughs> I did. When we were talking about the song Winds of Change from uh, the band The Scorpions during our break, and I had a fond memory I didn't say it out loud, but mm -hmm. I had a fond memory of um, <laughs> when I was a, a child and we lived in Tennessee briefly, I was at a carnival and my cousins who were older than me were like cool mall chicks and we were on like a ride and they were playing Winds of Change and we got to stay on because my cousins were hot. Like the carny, <laughs> the carnies or were high. like, the carnies were like, you guys can just keep riding. Hey, it's fine, round. it's fine, it's another round. Like we got to stay on. And I actually had want, maybe this isn't a fond memory. I had wanted uh -oh. to get off. <laughs> oh yeah, this seems to be traumatizing. It was a dragon boat and I had wanted to get off. And so I had to pretend that I was gonna get sick so that they would stop the ride and let me off. Smart. Wow, so it started as fond. It's nice that they let us stay on, and but you know uh, what? I didn't want it. Always an actor. <laughs> hey, guys, an actor we're back. day one. <laughs> Me? And we're back. Me, so, I was born to do it. Let's talk about Thin Lizzy. Uh, Thin Lizzy first became eligible for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for the 1997 ceremony, so they've been eligible wow. for Have they 22 been years. They've never been nominated. Never been nominated. It's a crime. Never nomed. It's a goddamn uh, they're crime. They're never nomed. And none, none of those... That a new, that's a new term for new us. New term, never nomed? I'm coining it. Great, they're there never we go. nomed. It's been coined. <laughs> um, and, yeah, none of those guys have uh, any connection to the hall or have shown up or played uh, from what I can tell that, you know... Makes perfect sense yeah, to me. Yeah, they they don't have any ins. They're over in Ireland. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, but you you think again, just how many they've how many bands they've influenced that are in? Because mm -hmm. you know, Joe Elliott from Def Leppard's a huge, massive fan. Oh yeah, did they, he name check them at all in his? Speech? I don't. I don't know that he was doing a lot of name checking. Dave Grohl, you know, has got to be. He's a super fan fanboy of those kind of bands, and you know, so there's probably a dozen. Oh yeah, Dave. super fans. I mean, Bon Jovi, I'm sure they grew up on. Yeah, there's there's a lot of, and we'll kind of get into that. Uh, it's kind of one of the categories, but the harder rock bands, especially of the '80s, there's not a lot of them that would not, I think, oh. point to Thin Lizzy as an influence. Usually, yeah, yeah. usually influence. And they're all about to get in. 
Like, you know, yeah, like they're that's probably what's about, all going to leap. Like the, that's, many of them have leapfrogged. Yeah, leapfrogged them. And Thin so Lizzie. it's yeah. one of those questions. And I know that this will come up when we're kind of getting to the voting. But I mean, I think that something that would help them is that these bands are going to leapfrog them. So it's either that they get leapfrogged and left behind or get, they get leapfrogged and then backdoored then in. So it's like, in. you know, oh, yeah. Hey, Motley Crue, we can't be in here if. Thin Lizzy isn't, mm-hmm. and they're like, we got to get our boys Thin totally. Lizzy in. So let's talk about the first category, which is critical acclaim, which I would say maybe down the center for Thin Lizzy. They were not critical darlings, but they were also not reviled. Um, and I think there's been a decent amount of revisionism uh, with going back to their records and appreciating what... And people being like, oh, you know what? This really was influential or important or good. And especially because I think those records have held up pretty well, too. Oh, um, God, yeah. We're going to talk about this. I My my knowledge of Thin Lizzy is thin. Lizzy. Hey. I'll tell you right now. I mean, I know that the, the, the boys are back in town because mm-hmm. you mentioned it. Did they also do Smoking in the Boys' Room? They no, didn't. No, Brownsville Station. <laughs> Who did Smoking in the Boys' Room? Brownsville, Brownsville Station, Station. Brownsville kind, Station. Of a, kind of a one hit wonder a very much a one that yeah. Molly Crew covered and kind of made a minor hit out of or yeah. might have been a big hit for oh yeah I, I guess I also mostly just know the Motley Crue yeah. version of that right. song that's in a Brownsville Station Brownsville Station that's a name see again if they had if they were a Thin Lizzy we'd be like yeah and then fucking Brownsville Station which man. is Hell yeah. se- seems like a coded way of saying I shit my pants oh yeah. I just, I just yeah. Brownsville Station I went to guys. Brownsville Sorry, Station I'll be Ooh, back in a minute took a, took yeah, a trip to Brownsville Station uh, Took a trip to yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a while. Gotta go take the train to Brownsville Station. <laughs> For <you know>? exactly, <laughs> exactly, and everybody knows what that means. And he goes, yeah, yeah. yeah he's because when he ever eats, Tilly Riano is. <laughs> so you know they weren't just smoking in the boys' room, guys. Wow. Exactly. Thank you. Um, All right. Wait. So they did. The boys are back in town, and that is what I know. I now I and, learned that they are Irish. And I, I think I think worth mentioning that you have no idea is that the lead singer died. Also the I bass know he player. Died. His name's Phil Lynott. He was a black man. What? Black. He's a black Irishman. Huge fro, awesome look, big hoop earrings. Kind of looked like Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, he was a badass. That is very interesting. Yeah, and if yeah, if the, if you had never like really, if I had never seen a picture of Thin Lizzy, which I have not, <laughs> uh, I would not know that because I associate them with rockism, which is so white. Yeah, and that's black a, Irishman. Yeah, an interesting thing that's, and kind of important thing yeah. about them. It, so, man, th- gosh, every time they induct, it's like, you know, the one black member of the cure has passed away. It's just like, it's mm-hmm. such a, uh, <laughs> it's frustrating. I know. And like how really, if you think about it, what from any era, but even especially just like 70s rock bands, what uh, black people can you even really think of? Yeah. Rock bands, not funk bands. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. Like your traditional like hard rock bands. There's almost no representation. Yeah. It's pretty uniform. Yeah, living color. Then we get to um, living color bad in, the 90s, in the 80s, 80s 90s. Yeah, yeah. yeah and but you're, you're right. It's it was like a bit of an anomaly, and also I guess in Ireland at that time, you know, a bit of a, uh, an anomaly as well. Just by the fact of being a black Irishman, there just were not a lot of black yeah. people in Ireland at that time, yeah. or maybe in, ever. I'm fattening up my thin Lizzy knowledge. Look at that. It's we're, happening. We're at a uh, medium Lizzy, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we're not at thick Lizzy. I'll tell no, you. No, we're that. not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when With we, two seats. When we talk about uh, critical acclaim, one of the ways we can kind of measure that out is by looking at the Rolling Stone list of the 500 greatest albums. Oh, okay. Do you guys think that Thin Lizzy oh boy. makes an appearance on Rolling Stone's 
definitive list of the 500 greatest albums. Okay. Now, talk to me about their albums first so that I can have Well, they're any, about this big. A semi yeah, round, exactly. Are they round? Hole in like, the middle. Yeah. So the there's I would say one definitive album if you're going to pick one. It's Jailbreak, which is the one that has... Oh, d- did they sing that song? Yeah. Tonight yeah. there's gonna That's be them. a jailbreak. Yep. Tonight there's gonna be a jailbreak Somewhere in the town Tonight there's gonna be a jailbreak So won't you be around That's them, Lizzie. Okay. So you mostly opened the show with that. That was like their big open the show what song. Are, that's a great opener. So Jailbreak and the Boys Are Back in Town are there. Are both are on both there. The, uh, on okay. album. Yeah. And uh, most of the songs that get radio play are on there. What other songs? And I also get? think it's a... I, I Tell me what other personally. songs get radio play. Uh, there's a song called The Cowboy Song. Roll me over and turn me around. Let me keep spinning till I hit the ground. Roll me over and let me go. Running free with a buffalo. Yako. But that's the that album. Song. And there's a, there's a lot of great tracks on the album that sound like that and are uh, really well produced and are really kick-ass rock songs well, that maybe... And that kind of like jangly guitar appeals to me and to many yeah. bands that I love from like the mid-2000s really kind of like that kind of like math rock kind of like jangly guitar indie rock type thing from the mid-2000s is very much... Uh, yeah, because there was like... Um... Feels like... like Modest Mouse and Pavement and like that kind of like just that oh. you can feel I'm trying to remember that, it, it escapes me Not, is it Jet? No. Oh. oh yeah Jet sure. yeah Jet yeah. I mean, are you gonna Jet? be yeah. my girl are you gonna yeah. be my yeah. girl yeah, yeah there, you know, it, there was a little bit of a resurgence in that kind of like straight ahead rock and all the bands started well there was a bunch of them that they, well and that like the Strokes and the strokes. the Hives the, yeah. right. and all the, that the, the bands they call mm-hmm. them yeah, yeah that whole thing that whole thing the like you know Brooklyn 2010 kind of or yeah. like you know late or early, early 2000s, 2000s. Yeah. Sorry, it, two, yeah, it early started 2000s. to kind of get my attention and nobody really like kind of broke through and um or like Franz Ferdinand with that kind of yeah. jangly I mean like that all of those bands that I dug a lot at that time yeah. and I still like but I don't super return to like that that sound it, I dig it let me think about this album. Yeah, so do you guys think, think Jailbreak that, is on the I think Jailbreak list. is on I it. I think it, it, it is. And, uh, for some reason, Bad Reputation went through my head, but I don't think there was a big hit on that one. It was just a good, solid album. But then again, I'm a big fan of Deep Cuts and mm-hmm. like songs. Deep that, Cuts and Deep Purple. Emerald. I mean, you know, there's some... There, and for me, personally, the their live album, Live and Dangerous, is like yeah. incredible. Well, they also have kind of a cheap, trickish. I don't know. Like again, that the kind of like jangly, the guitar-driven. See, I don't know that I. That kind of like like the way that the guitar sounds to me is that jangly. I don't. Know, you keep saying jangly, I don't know and what I don't I know. Mean, then I don't know what the word would be that isn't jangly. Because I think jangly more as like kind of loose-ish strumming, twelve string. Yeah. 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 yeah I think jangly like, is like the birds and like this is uh, more Pompey. like Petty, like yeah. tighter jangly. <laughs> I don't know that is but, a jangle. Well, I think once you type, what's the word for it then? Describe it. I don't. Uh, yeah, I think their thing was two Les Pauls and a Marshall stack, and they just there was no no nothing All fancy. Right, maybe well, a wah wah. Describe the the word for the sound. I mean, driven. The like burr, 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 the the like. Burr, burr. It's like <laughs> I don't know. You yeah, just I don't. Heard it. You can hear what sounds like Thin Lizzie. I mean, I I would characterize their sound as like. Uh, Tight, tight, and driving, and yeah, like uh, yes, I think driving is a good characteristic. I, and yeah, I then yeah, 
<laughs> I'm, maybe I'm just using the I'm using the wrong word, but I know what I mean. Yeah, it's uh, kind of an I overdriven, think, distorted, you know, yeah, cr- crunchy. It mm-hmm. does. Guitar based. Like Franz Ferdinand, I would think from like especially kind of take me out. Mm-hmm. That's a very Thin Lizzy type influence. And they also that song also has harmonic uh, like guitars, guitars playing in harmony, playing, yeah. yeah, which is something that Thin Lizzy kind of popularized and made as their thing. Yeah. Um, do I think Jailbreak is on the top five hundred albums? Any any Thin Lizzy is on the top five hundred. I think Jailbreak is. Uh, You're I would, yes, I would say it is. Yeah. You guys are wrong. That's too bad. Are they have no there's, albums? There's no albums oh, on the. Well, I was going to put it at 480. That's a crime. Top 500. Now, if we so, but I would say, especially the that live album you just mentioned, yeah. and Jailbreak, you could say are classic albums for yeah. sure. And that's the next category: classic albums. Yeah. And I don't think Jailbreak gets the due it deserves, um, especially from like kind of the Rolling Stone set. It shows up on lists and stuff, as does the the live album. Uh, that is always on if there's a list of the greatest live albums of all yeah, time totally that's always on there yeah but uh, no not on any of the Rolling Stone list but let's go to the next category iconic recognizable songs do you think there's any showing on the Rolling Stone songs list yeah with, with Thin Lizzy yeah I mean do I think it's the boys are back in town or do I think Jailbreak could be on it or do I think both I don't think they're both on it I think one of them is on it I want to say it's the boys are back in town, but I think it's jailbreak. Is it jailbreak? What do you think, guys? It's got to be boys are back in town because I mean, like I said, it's not a one-hit wonder song, but it's head and shoulders above every anything else. It really did. is, yeah. Yeah. Is it the boys are back in town? Is it the Toy Story version? <laughs> the toys are back in town. Because <laughs> isn't didn't they do? There's like a commercial. I think the, oh, that okay. has that there's in like right. something. The, the boys are back in town definitely featured in I think the first Toy Story movie. Good lord. Okay, so. The Boys Are Back in Town is on the list of the yeah. 500 Greatest Songs. Okay. The Boys Are Back in Town, The Boys Are Back in Town. I said, The Boys Are Back in Town, The Boys Are Back in Town. The Boys Are Back in Town, The Boys Are Back in Town, The Boys Are Back in Town, The Boys Are Back in Town. 324. You want to make a, a number guess? I'm going to go, unfortunately, 452. 499. <gasps> oh, my God. Wow. Just squeaked in there. Squeaked in, and then when they revised the list. Wow. It out of there out. in 2012, Gosh. huh? It was, yeah. What is wrong with these it, people? It fell off 499. The yeah. Wow. Just, just ahead of more than a feeling I really, by Boston. <laughs> damn. <laughs> yeah. I really biffed it on but that I, one. The, you know, I think honestly, it, that song surprised. does deserve to be on that list because, like Guy, uh, you were saying, that is really head and shoulders. That's a song everybody knows yeah the yeah. boys are back in town that is truly an iconic song yeah and then when you go to like the next jailbreak i think is next because that gets a decent amount of radio play uh and then i would say the cowboy song Oof. and then you're you're starting to fall off from what you hear on the radio right a lot but there's songs like dancing in the moonlight yeah great song. Uh, dancing in the moonlight it's got me in its spotlight also, one of their biggest songs was a, a cover of the traditional Irish song, Whiskey in the Jar. Oh. 
they kind of made that their own uh to the point where Metallica, Metallica has done. Did. Got a big, they yeah. had a kind of a hit based on that. Yeah. And yeah. they're pretty much doing the Thin Lizzy version yeah. of Whiskey in the Jar. Yeah. So wow. that, and that was like a big, that was kind of their breakout hit in Ireland and in like the UK. Yeah, put them on the map. Because Thin Lizzy was very popular, over, way more popular overseas. And in Ireland, they were like a, a big, big deal. Yeah, they yeah. were the rush of Ireland. Local boys, <laughs> they were. But yeah, they they were like a, a huge, uh, huge deal in Ireland and kind of did a lot for rock bands in Ireland. Paved the way for you too, yeah. you could say. Wow. Uh, and then if, I, like I mentioned, I really like that Jailbreak album. I think there's a lot of... Is Emerald on that? Emerald is on oh. there. Emerald is a great person. One of the greats. When they left, the town was empty. And children would never play again. And they have a. They also have a great song called "The Rocker." Oh yeah, and I think that was the Gary Moore years because Gary Moore joined mm-hmm. them. He's an Irish like guitar legend among among rock and roll guitar aficionados he's one of the greatest no longer with us unfortunately um and he joined the band in and out a few times over the years yeah he um, was like uh anytime one of their guitarists would like they didn't have great luck with guitarists spontaneously combust oh, yeah no. it was kind of a <laughs> spinal, spinal tap, tap situation, situation. <laughs> a little uh, bit but gary moore was always the guy who was filling in he eventually became a legit member of the band, but like someone would freak out and leave Thin Lizzy, so they'd bring in Gary for a little bit. Gettys, then... Phil, can you get? <laughs> I'm doing a Liverpool. Accent. Can you get all playing on Amidas and uh, Scotland? <laughs> but uh, that was one of the reasons why they had two guitars. Was they were like they keep quitting or like going crazy? Like we have to let's just have two, so if one quits. Yeah. But then they ended up having this guy Brian Robertson and Scott Gorham. Yeah, that was the, uh, that was the and, classic mark. And that it ended up being ended up kind of defining their sound because they had two guitars who would solo at the same time in harmony. That's cool, and I like it. So once yeah, yeah. Um, Phil was that the Phil singer Linet, yeah. when Phil passes, what happens to the band? They're like. I think at that point the band was already done. Oh, okay, so yeah. what year was it not, that that not had for happened? Super long. This yeah. was in the mid '80s. Oh, okay. I mean, he, and they started young too, you know, because the they started out. I mean, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, next category is commercial success, and it's kind of what we talked about. Hey, the toys are back in town, so they're so, still out there getting those royalties. You in know? the in the UK and Ireland, they were very very successful. But the only thing that really, I mean, the Jailbreak album went gold in America, but nothing else charted in the american charts so the the success it's you have to kind of yeah parse out where you're talking about it's bigger in europe definitely than the u.s but they also were on all these crazy tours and you mm-hmm. know opening hard. for queen yeah oh, really? and then eventually yeah. when they were headlining too it was yeah i wouldn't say they break the bank on the commercial success but it's also a weird thing with a rock hall where american groups and groups that did well in america tend to do better it's yeah. just yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. It's not the corridor of fame. But let's talk about longevity. So their first record was in 71. Wow. Mm-hmm. And Jailbreak wasn't until 76. And then they were going until 83. What? what and he was... died at like 35, 36. Good yeah. God. Oh, no, so they had, a, they had like a 12-year career. And he still was so young when he died. Yeah. Dang. 
Dang. And no. I would say the the kind of them at their peak is like mid seventies to the mid eighties. So a good a decent run, not a bad run. Yeah, because and, and they put out great stuff at the end there too. Because Black Rose, I remember um, Chinatown, mm-hmm. Thunder and Lightning. Waiting for an alibi was a kind of a minor FM hit. Waiting for an alibi. Live and Dangerous is 78, and yeah. that was like, that went two times platinum in the UK. That was your yeah. biggest album in the UK. Uh, Very well Live recorded. and Dangerous. That's mm-hmm. a great name for That's a fucking good. rock album, just getting out there. Yeah. I like that. But, I gotta tell you, I like the idea of Thin Lizzy a lot. Like, I think <laughs> they are a cool... Um, the concept of them is very cool. That And, like, they seem... They remind me of, like, these bands that they never exploded you know what i mean mm-hmm. in the way but they like cleared a path yes for other bands that got so big and for all of the like metal of the 80s that yeah. you yeah. know love it or love so let's it talk or about that ne- it, the next know? category is innovation influence. Wow. and influence yeah and i think they do they do really well in this category in, yeah. a, in a way that's maybe not super obvious but when you you give it a little bit of thought yeah. you know metallica really influence really influenced by thin lizzy and a lot of the groups from the NWOBHM, oh my which gosh. is new, not without, <laughs> no, no, not no, without no, my no, daughter, no, 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 no. starring Sally it's, Field. Uh, it's uh, something, something British heavy metal, new wave, new new wave, wave of, of British, heavy heavy, British heavy metal. A lot of those guys were heavily influenced by oh by Iron Maiden, twin yeah. guitars. And there had been bands with two guitars before, obviously. Oh, yeah. You know, and, like, even the idea of, like, playing solos at the same time, like, the Allman Brothers had kind of done that. But this was, like, in a very concentrated heavy metal way, and I think it, it like, kind of blew people's minds. And they just... It, again, it was like kind of an accident. Like they had two guitars because they were afraid one of them was going to get drunk and, yeah. or get like, yeah, just go nuts. But I thought it was my solo, Robbo. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. Go back to Glendale, Scott. <laughs> and they go, oh, oh okay. Scott from Glendale, the ultimate rock star. And then Phil goes, boys, boys, I got a solution. Okay, it's going to blow your minds. But first, like the same song. Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, I just think they are for hard rock and heavy metal, they're in particular extremely influential it's also interesting I and also for Irish bands and for yeah, Irish yeah. bands well and kind of thinking thinking about the term heavy metal and kind of what it means to people nowadays versus what it meant at the dawn of heavy metal mm-hmm. it's so different you know I think that like because we have like thrash metal black metal all that stuff this is coming off cookie monster vocals yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean just and kind of just like like thrash metal or like where it's like you know speed metal things like that uh, there are so many iterations of it but like when heavy metal started that was the dawn it was all considered heavy metal and I guess I think of them now I listen to this and I think this sounds like hard rock like hard rock would be the term I would use for what's happening here I think so that's uh, more accurate. Just based on and, and thinking about that too, it's like when's the last time I've used the term hard rock? Not talking about the a cafe, cafe. <laughs> like <laughs> when I I can't tell you the last time I used yeah. reference hard rock as a genre, but mm-hmm. that was a very like important and popular genre. I don't know. I guess I'm just kind of 
parsing that out. At the, you're you're listening to it live. Because yeah, when terms. I was a kid, they they had the term acid rock, which I always was like, well, I don't do. I'm you know I'm 12. I don't do acid, <laughs> but I, but I like you know like Hocus Pocus by Focus. I knew I liked that song. It came on the radio. Um, I mean, there was there was you know a handful like Inagata Devita. Inagata Devita. You yeah. know you can understand all these years later. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's like I, I, kind of psychedelic, but the kind of the evolution of that into yeah. yeah. But I knew I liked loud, and I and and I knew I liked a certain I liked up temp fast. Yeah. So certain songs um, got my attention, and that's what I started. And you know, I had a sister five years older who had a friend bring over a stack of albums. They went to the movies, and I went through and found like Deep Purple, Machine Head. I found. Um, uh, Bachman Turner Overdrive, not fragile, and I go okay. I found th- these are my people. This is, I, I found, found it. I found it. Tribe, and then Kiss on Midnight Special or um, Don Kirshner's rock concert. Stay up till you know eleven thirty or midnight on a Saturday and watch these new bands. And it's fucking like well, I guess it, I just I just think about like the the term and the turn and the influence of of this band is very. It, it is in, they're influential in that they. That I can draw a comparison, like the line from Thin Lizzy to like a band like Franz Ferdinand, which you would not, you would not consider them hard rock. You would not even consider them metal born. Mm-mm. You know, not no, at all. Yeah, right. But that you heard style thin, of yeah. guitar playing is very present, yeah. and the you know, it they're they're important. And I think this is where they do the best. Yeah, I, agree. I think this is their top category. Well, let's go to the last category here, maybe the most important one. Oh. Does my mom Ooh, know hot question, who they are? Joe. And I was pretty confident oh God, of the answer, but out. I texted her and she said uh, yes. She said yes. Yeah, and I think that's got. I mean, also she was kind I of ar- around. Age, yeah. But also, I mean, the song "The Boys Are Back in Town" is just such a mainstay. It's indelible anywhere you go. Yeah. Watching a movie, watching TV, yeah, you know, on the radio, sports. Yeah, exactly. When a, when a new season of football or or God NASCAR, they go crazy when it's time for the first race of the year. Boys are back in town. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean, but it's one thing to know the song and to be familiar with the band, because I mean, I was familiar with the song, but not the band. I also think the name Thin Lizzy is has just like saturated the culture. Yeah, it, it if has. not just for yeah. the name itself, like it's a cool name. It's a great name, and it sticks. Yeah. All right, I think it's time for the verdict. Oh Should boy. Thin Lizzy be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Will they get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? And if so, when? We're going to start with Kristen. Listen, this has been a journey for me. I went from Thin Lizzy knowledge, and now I have, like, thicker Lizzy thicker knowledge. Lizzy. <laughs> uh, certainly not... Certainly not properly, you know. Not uh, thicker than me. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Comparing Lizzie's? No, 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 no. My Lizzie is way, my Lizzie is starving compared to your Lizzie. Um, uh, But I think because they are so influential, it Mm -hmm. makes me believe that they should get in. And also just thinking of, and another reason that I think that they will, and I do think that they will get in, I think it'll be a backdoor situation where I think that other bands that have been influenced by them will get in first and then Thin Lizzy will get on the ballot and get in. Mm -hmm. But I think it'll take some time of getting these other bands on before, uh, before there's like, they can build the consensus. And then I think when they get on, all of those bands will be voting and be like, yes, Thin Lizzy. For sure. Um, uh, And, and I guess a reason that I think that, that they that they should is yeah i just think it's their their influence i think is probably undeniable and okay. thusly and when do i think it will happen so i think we're looking at 10 plus years honestly i think it's going to be a 
uh, yeah, it's going to be the situation I just described. Okay, that's what I that's what I think. Uh, informed. <laughs> Oh my Th- a thick, informed opinion. Thick, informed opinion. Guy, any, any thicker, you'd have to make a trip to the Brownsville station. Yeah. <laughs> truly, <laughs> oh. truly. All right, guy, get on your soapbox. Well, I'm I'm hugely um, biased because I'm a, I'm a huge fan and, and have been. And they, again, they all, they're one of those bands that I'll always put on my iTunes, whatever. I'll, so I think they deserve it for sure. It may it may be five to ten years from now, but I think they'll kind of be not shamed into. But I think the Jan Winners of, or you know the voters. We'll have enough. That's what we'll call the voters from the now on. Winners. The Jan winners. <laughs> um, I think the winners will. I think uh, the but those guys, you know, the Gary Delabates will get shamed enough by because um, Dave Grohl, I know, would be a huge fan. And now that now that Def Leppard's in, mm-hmm. I think those guys will say, "Come on, you, you mean we're in?" And these guys were, uh, you know, gods to us, right? Um, and I think based solely on the the power of that of back, boys are back in town, that that they should get in for sure. What if they put yeah. the boys are back in town into the singles category? Yeah, that would that would be. What about that? Here, here's here's my prediction: singles category is not going to be long for this world. Well, yeah. I don't think so because they didn't <laughs> they popularize didn't even, it anymore. Even, I think yeah. that the yeah. singles category is gone. I don't think it's coming back. Yeah, I I mean, I think that I think little Stevie blew it. Yeah, he kind of did. Stevie blew it. Yeah, and uh, that's that. That would be a whole fun topic on itself. It's just a whole you know dedicated podcast of great one hit wonders. Yeah, because um, man, you could talk for hours. You know, you really could run, Joey, run. He's got a gun, so run, Joey, run, Joey, run. So my verdict is, I think they should. Uh huh. Not only because I mean, I think the influence is strong, uh, and uh, while you know maybe American audiences only know them from one or two songs, they know bands and songs that come directly from a Thin Lizzy influence yeah uh i also think it's an important thing the fact that phil Lynott was a black irishman i think that's that was groundbreaking and that type of representation is like you don't see anything else like that from that era and i think that is important it would be great to see the package on thin lizzy oh my god yeah (laughs) i mean uh i i think they i think they will get in now, Dave Grohl is on the nominating committee, which comes yeah. up with a ballot. But, but more so that I think Tom Morello from oh, Rage yeah. Against the Machine is yeah. also, and he has cited them as an influence. Gotta and be. He has, Gotta be. J- he has openly uh, said that he's a fan. Yeah. So I think that will be how they get on the ballot. And I think once they're on the ballot, I think it's a lights lot. out, baby. It'll happen. You better believe it. I think they're, they're in. an FYN. I think yes, as soon as I they're agree. on the ballot, it's going to be, yeah, people are going to vote them in. The one problem is this thing, and we'll have to see over the course of the next few years how the Hall deals with this, which is that they seem to not really prioritize groups that aren't around that are mm-hmm. dead you know with phil dead now you could put together a good tribute performance for you Thin really could especially considering i mean and we'll get to like who would put them in but yeah. who would induct them but like you could really get some but i i still think they're probably not high on the priority list given the fact that phil lined is not around what if yeah. the boys are back in town was the jam yeah right you know what i mean That's like a you great get jam. literally everybody out there it's fun mm-hmm. and you maybe you get all women singing it and you like, can that's an easy song for everybody to take a to, verse yeah. Take a learn, yeah, and learn yeah that's a real yeah i could see a, i could see joe elliott inducting them i know he's you know the def leopard is that's they state them mm-hmm. there's no i mean there's younger newer bands that that aren't as well known the darkness is a band that oh yeah clearly, the darkness yeah. But the poor darkness. Yeah, they had their time. Yeah, they're they're done. The poor darkness. <laughs> on, 
I think they're, they're still chugging along. Probably are mo- they? more in Europe than here. Oh, that, make, yeah. that makes a ton Which of I would, sense. But I think that's great if they played like the Canyon Club. I mean, I would love to see them in a small venue. A mm-hmm. little. I've never seen them. Yeah, because yeah, I'm sure they're a great live crew. Oh, yeah. They're, they're there not. better be a smoke machine, damn it. I actually, I think Thin Lizzy's going to get in less than 10 years for you some do? reason. I don't know. I just feel like... Well, you know, when you said that right then, I was like, oh, it could have... I just... I think once they get on the ballot, they're in. Yeah. You know, it's uh-huh. just yeah. a matter of like who's fighting for them in the room and, you you know, thinking the Tom Morello yeah. is a good point because, I mean, who's uh, who's Grohl fighting for right now? Leslie Gore? Is he fighting for her? Is he Dave the one? Grohl? No, wasn't there someone who was fighting for Leslie Gore in the room still? Leslie Nielsen, maybe. No, it was, it was, <laughs> <Yeah>. it was <laughs> yeah, Bob... Bob Merlis was But it was fighting. only Bob, but there's yeah, nobody there's picking up else. the torch. I thought for some nah, reason in the so. back of my mind I had put that Dave Grohl mm. might be uh, just carrying so. a little torch for Dave, our girl Dave's Leslie. Dave's probably pushing for Motorhead. He pushed, I mean, he got Devo on the ballot Devo. last year. Wow. And I bet he'll push for the Pixies. That makes a lot of sense to me. That would be great. But um, could you imagine the Pixies get in before Thin Lizzy? No. Oh. I don't mean that there's like a um, a line that needs to be drawn. I just mean you like just think time timelines. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, let's talk about who could induct Thin Lizzy. Uh, Joe Elliott's an interesting choice. Yeah. I think Morello could do it. Mm-hmm. I think Bono could do it. Oh, that's uh-huh. that's that's right on. Uh, you know, and he loves to induct people. He really, yeah. Yeah. he really does. He really does. Or you know, him and the Edge together. Even here's what I want. I want Morello up there with his guitar, pulling a John Mayer, talking about Thin Lizzy, and like oh, and talking playing. about the playing the the tight, fast guitar. Like well, what uh, you need really is, is you two. need two people yeah. to induct. So him and Grohl together, yeah. just then they do just yeah. guitaring at each other. It's very weird, but you know, <laughs> but I'd be that'd be weird. Morello and Grohl together, you they know don't seem who also loved Thin Lizzy was Bob Geldof. Oh. He and yeah, because he's, he's Irish. He's right? an Irishman. Yeah, there you uh, go. And he I, I watched a BBC documentary about Thin Lizzy and he's he's pretty featured and really effusive. Like he really loves him. Yeah, I mean here the guy who brought us live aid, right? So he's he's he has uh he's got name yeah, he can, he he's can, got clout. He can rally the troops. No doubt. Know. Um, all right, let's talk about, and then this is more of a discussion for me and Guy, but <laughs> which members of Thin Lizzy do they induct? Oh, well, I think uh, you obviously <laughs> got to put in the rental basis. Um, so obviously... <laughs> He's not available. Phil Linett, Brian Downey were the, the two that were with him the entire time. Yeah, and, and Downey's still alive, mm-hmm. kicking. And you obviously put in Brian Robertson and Scott Gorman. Gorman. Yep. I think you put in Eric Bell. Yeah, if he's, original, if he's around. I mean, regardless of whether or not they're around, it's about, more about like who's on the list, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because to, you have to kind of determine who is yeah. part of Thin Lizzy, and it's a little difficult with a band that really yeah. uh, went through a lot of iterations. But Eric Bell was a founding member, yeah. and he was on those first three first, albums. Yeah, first three, wow. I think you throw it to Gary Moore. Yeah, yeah, Even for though sure. he was really in and out and oftentimes not on recordings when he was with them, he was because, just because filling out the band. Not that he'll ever get any recognition as a solo artist, but again, among guitar aficionados, he's he's a god, you know. His solo stuff was so great. And I think that's kind of where you end it. I don't think you include any of the guitar players from the 80s, yeah. just because I don't think that was the definitive Thin Lizzy Yeah, John era. Sykes... Yeah, that's, you could that's make tough. a case, but I, I that's tough. Psych. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna say it. Yeah, hey, you're in. Psych. Uh, okay, and let's say there's a Thin Lizzy tribute performance. Yeah, 
Ooh. Three or four songs tends to be what the groups play. Yeah. What is the definitive well, they start, uh, set They list. do it just like they do at their concerts. They start with Jailbreak. I like that. And they end with The Boys Are Back in Town. Yeah. And then what two are in the middle? Probably Whiskey in the Jar. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know what it, they do the, is they start with Whiskey in the Jar maybe. And like, it, is that build? Do they start it like slow and then make it all go fast? Is that it? Kind of is at the same tempo the uh, whole time. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Then they put that in the middle. Yeah, and I think the rocker just seems like a great choice to play at the rock and roll hall. Yeah, because that covers their early years. Mm-hmm. Well, so does whiskey in the jar. Yeah, for me, that's the that's the set. What do you think, guy? Yeah. Um, what if you had to choose? Oh you get boy. to choose four songs yeah, your... for a tribute performance for Thin Lizzy. Um, there's some other. I mean, don't believe a word is another great one. Don't believe a word. Smoke. And your heart is just like that promise made to be broken. Yeah, the rocker. Oh man, there, there's so many good the ones. The rocker. And I love. I em- feel like you, know, you got to play the rocker. Emerald's a great so. one too because it's like, it's a big, it's a like you know guitar twin. It shows off the twin guitars more and than also anything. That's yeah. a very Irish sounding song. Yeah. They didn't sound Irish to me until I heard Emerald, and then I was like. Bleh! are Irish yeah, every once in a while like you, you there's nothing there and then it really shows up yeah You've got some real Celtic well influences. and also yeah, yeah the Celtic kind of like um, uh, beat of the song and then also their his voice sounded yeah. Irish in that song mm-hmm. too I was like well 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 so guy you've never been to an induction ceremony no in person if Thin Lizzy gets inducted would you go yeah I'd, I'd love to hell, hell yeah, yeah. well you can come with us yeah. how's that good, good. Because, deal because deal. Uh, now something that I do every year is go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction I ceremony I make her go that's I'm, a fun I'm thing mean. about me it's a <laughs> you, cool part of my it. life I actually uh, it's nice to have a thing that it's like I don't know. It's nice to it's nice to have a thing that I know a lot about that I don't have to like. I don't care about. It's not like my career. It's not my. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, it doesn't affect. It's like your a fun life. hobby that mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything. Like I pay attention to politics so closely, and yeah. it affects my life. And it's like so. You know, it it is like sports if they mattered, and like this is like sports that don't matter even a little bit. Yeah, exactly, and it's like so fun. I'm like, oh, neat. I can. Yeah. Who cares? I can uh, be mad about the singles category for 30 seconds, and then I never have to care again. You uh, know, yeah. it's like, oh, how nice. Uh, well, guy, thank you so much for Man, being a part of this and this, joining us. This is a blast. Um, anything you'd like to plug? Uh, where can we find you online? Uh, I mean, um. Way into Twitter at I think it's guy guy Norman B mm-hmm, where, yeah. and then uh, and then I have fun on Instagram which is B Vision at B Vision yeah you post a lot of fun throwback photos yeah I, mean, I find them and dig through and you know there was a recent one that I found like because all the hoopla with Tarantino there was a publicity photo that I had never seen before of me standing with like super long hair on looking like a you know. Anyway, it, it was back matter. when you worked on ER, and he guest directed. An he, yeah, he did the second to last one of the first season. Whoa, Tarantino directing television! And it was it was, it was a, a big event. It was yeah. a big deal because he wouldn't join the DGA. Like, oh, yeah, man, nobody's going to tell me what I can and can't work on, and, and I, I kind of you know was also good Tarantino yeah. impression. And then and then he thanks man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's talking about a rock and roll like encyclopedia. Like we would have these long, long, drawn out conversations about why. 
Little Willie by the Sweet was a better song than Wigwam Bam. And I go, yeah, but the but the Desolation Boulevard. Yeah, but see, the thing with Desolation Boulevard, Chapman and Chin didn't write those songs, man. And see the, and it was like, <laughs> oh my God, you were in a Tarantino film. I knew I was dealing moment. with somebody like, that was on a different plane. Yeah. And, and this, yeah. and we didn't even really touch that much on cinema because I know that. Oh yeah, oh, we could go on. Oh yeah. my God, so yeah, that was fun. But but the the I'll, I'll like find cool old pictures and stuff, and you know, because there's a big thing about you know shooting film versus digital, which mm-hmm. we're all digital now. And I, as a director, I don't really care one way or the other because it's the fundamental rules apply, which is good performances and editor food when I get in the editing room. But it's neat to look and see a 35 millimeter camera, you know, next to your head. And so yeah. when I find those pictures, I put them up. So yeah, yeah, a good, a great follow on Instagram. <laughs> great follow. Um, and you can follow us but on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, a great follow. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Rock Hall Pod. Uh, Rock Hall Pod at gmail.com is the email. If you want to send us a message, and you want Kristen to read it. You're going to have to say that somewhere That's in there. That's right. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us five stars only. Uh, <laughs> if you're leaving a review because of this episode, say yeah, thick you Lizzie. Should say thick Perfect. Lizzie. Don't Thank say you. Brownsville Station. Do because now oh yeah Brownsville Station anything uh, <laughs> if anything uh, thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo Yusu Kim for the music thank you to Joy Devine for the equipment thank you to Chad Briggs and Dave Schilling for letting us record in the home that I share with them thank you to Pantheon Podcast for hosting us thank you again Guy I'm Joe Pazala I'm Kristen Stutter who cares about the rock call It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.